spoiler alerts for 1982's Return of the Jedi. Um, he falls in. You know, you got some like pissed off oh. aliens who are finding hard drives on Earth and like. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Florganax, you would not believe the petty human ruined Return of the Jedi. Welcome, welcome, welcome nerds and nerdettes. Welcome Obscurios of all shapes and flavors. You're listening to the Nerd Obscurial Podcast. Hi, I'm Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you via satellite, live from the scene, it's the Oklahoma Kid. Good evening, folks. Good evening, Eric. Oklahoma Kid here, live from the scene. We're on season three of the episodes and episode two of season three. We're still on the subject of interstellar cable. You called it channel surfing in a galaxy far, far away. It's uh, what would be the in-universe content that right. the people of the Star Wars universe would be watching when they turn on their TVs. So that was gonna is going to center everyone to where we're at on this episode. If a lot of that doesn't make sense because it's the first time listening, you know, there's always, you got time, go back and listen to the other stuff. But that's going to kind of just be our nav point right now. I feel like... And I may be mistaken on this, but I feel like we got a big episode, so I think we should just go into, uh, you know, our our my usual question: mm-hmm. How do you feed your obscurio lately, Oklahoma? Well, to time stamp it. First off, been having a hard time choosing which episode to watch: uh, one of Ms. Marvel or one of Obi Wan. Okay, you know, yeah. so yeah. that's been that's been a taking the, up a lot of time. Has definitely been a flood. Of it, this is the um, I think this is the COVID uh, headwater. Yeah, you know all those projects that had just been delayed and delayed and couldn't quite find a slot. Now the floodgates are open and mm-hmm. everyone's getting their shit out. Yeah, which is delightful as a yeah. fan. You know. Oh yeah, been uh, learning drums with rock band. That was a big part of my week. There's definitely some stuff on my side where I don't typically think of them as nerd culture stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we have to talk about feeding the obscurial, but like it's a big beast. Mm-hmm. You know, I can nerd out on a lot of stuff. You know, this last few days, we're going to be doing um, barbecue, summer holiday barbecue. It's getting to be the fourth America. And so, like, I'm totally nerding out on ribs, doing smoked ribs. Like, and that's like a big, anyone who does listen to the, the pod and knows my lightning rounds knows that food is a, a thing for me. A little bit of a more surprising one that's come into my life lately. I've been trying to work on this 87 Suzuki Samurai. This kind of non-conformist Jeep. There's a 
good way of describing it, I guess. And definitely car nerds are, you know, big. And it has been really fun and nerdy, like getting down distributor crap caps and rotors mm-hmm. and, you know, top dead center on an engine for timing and all this kind of stuff. There's all these terms and mm-hmm. all this information that's, it's been enjoyable trying to, to, to get that guy back under the ground. Although it's in typical fashion, it's like, you know, having a boat. My wife always says the anagram for boat is bust out another thousand. It is fucking like everything I think I'm solving. I come up with like six more different problems. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, shit. Now I got to replace this. Now I got to press that. I got to... And then every oh, yeah. time I replace something, it's like, then I find another five things I need to replace. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like if the first thing isn't working, nothing can be working. So you're like, okay, I'll fix that thing. Right. And then you're like, oh, now that I know that that's working, it turns out that this, this, and that all weren't working either. You just couldn't tell because, you know, until you fix that first one, you won't find out that there's other, you can't find out there's other ones. I do have one though that I want to bring up that is proper nerd stuff and has been very enjoyable for me lately because most of my video game career when I got out of college, there's been like a major gap until my son started really getting into video games. So the game that he's been really stuck on is Minecraft and that's all he wants to play. And uh, so that's all we play. And it is a funny thing I was thinking about the other day where it's like part of me is both annoyed and relishing in the fact that like that's his quality time with me. You know, it's like I'm spending all this time playing this game and doing this stuff. And it does start feeling like work because he gives me like homework. Like I'll put him down to bed and he's like, "Okay, so you're going to like get that thing done and this thing done and do all that. Right. But then it's also like so perfect for my nervous. But it's nice to get a change up. And what's been the really great thing for us lately is that there's been a change up off the Minecraft. He's been playing Zelda Breath of the fucking wild. But then also, I, I don't know if you heard yet. of this franchise. is a It's called Dynasty Warriors. I've heard of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. So they did a Zelda style Dynasty oh, yeah, Warriors yeah, called Hyrule Warriors. I remember seeing that. So yeah. we just got that recently, like within the last three or four days, and that's been real big on him right now too, because nice. it's like the one versus a million shit where you're just destroying everybody in your mm-hmm. path. And yeah, they did a fucking awesome job with Zelda. Like mm-hmm. it is a really good game it's a great sandbox game they've done it's just it's visually stunning they do interesting stuff with like having to climb through stuff and then you have like a stamina bar so you have to really budget for Uh like okay if i'm gonna get all the way up this thing to get this other thing then i'm gonna have to make a stop here and let my stamina bar get back up i have Uh to take rests you know so then there's a lot of really cool mechanics there's a lot of puzzle solving which is a typical zelda thing it's always been their mo Uh they've done a really good job with the franchise and i've been an absentee since the first one i haven't played any zeldas since the og nes oh yeah see no i've played i've played most of them i just haven't played breath of the wild yet it was a nice reunion for me yeah and uh been very enjoyable a lot of nerding on that if he if he likes that one he loves it then uh next up I, i'm sure they have remasters of them available on the right on the they, I, I see store. a few yeah yeah um you're definitely gonna want it well he might be a little young breath of the wild is not because there's some of the zeldas that are very which is a kid oriented like the uh, animation style itself yeah. it feels more like a pokemon than a fucking right. um halo 
if yes. you will. This one is more of a young adult. Then thing. yeah, the next one he'll want to you'll definitely want to check out Ocarina of Time. That's like what platform was it coming out? That on? one is the one that came out on Nintendo sixty four. Oh believe. shit! And it was like one of those like oh shit moments in the end, like of in the creative in the creative aspect of this field where people were like, oh, he just raised the bar. There's some bullish shit that I wanted to tell you about this article I read that was fucking awesome. So this guy took all his monies in stock and bought enough Nintendo stock to get a seat at the board. You know, so he paid like what was equivalent like forty thousand dollars so that he could just be there for like their big meeting so he could talk to the CEO uh-huh. to try to plead his case to get his fucking favorite game back. And it was just like a Japanese guy too, so I, we there was really no like this game. Like we wouldn't know what the fuck we're this talking about, yeah. but it's still just like in premise, such a fucking <laughs> cool <great>. move, man. <laughs> I just get to get enough money so I can get to that fucking board meeting and be like, I want it back. (laughs) That was a flawless impersonation of the man in question, by the way. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's a whole new. It's nice because it's like a whole new chapter of nerdery being opened up. Yeah, and I also do like that. Though there's a little bit more fantasy based. It's a little bit more Arthurian and mm. stuff like that. And I I do enjoy those myths and those stories and stuff like that. And uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. So they've been getting a lot of nerd nerdgasms off of that. Well, let's uh, get a moment, get into our lightning round, and soup's on, people. Soup is on. And we're back. Let's get to the lightning round. So if I remember correctly, I won episode one. No, we tied. No, we tied because we did the radio thing. Interesting. Well, I I will let you pick whether you want to answer questions first or give questions first. I would like. If I remember, you usually like to answer first. I like to answer first, so I'll go. And I typically like to answer last because I want to know where my benchmark is. Uh Can I put? Pressure on me. So, okay. Category one, Seven Samurai Jack. Is this a quote from the show Samurai Jack? Right. Or the Akura Kurosawa movie, Seven Samurai. This is the nature of war. By protecting others, you save yourself. If you only think of yourself, you'll only destroy yourself. Samurai Jack. That is Akura Kurosawa, Seven Samurai. This one is hater gonna hate, 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 hate. Is this a quote by Bill Hader or Taylor Swift? Which shake it off? That was yeah, a reference. Yeah, yes, you're quoting quoting the song. My imagination is a twisted place. Um, I'll say Swift. And you're correct. Of course, she thinks so. She's deep, don't you know? She writes poetry sometimes. Number three. Jewel was their first bitch. The category I named it is rubber buns and liquor. In 2019, which food company had to recall their product because rubber pieces were found in their cookie dough tubs? Nestle or Pillsbury? Nestle. Correct. Two out of three. Billy the Kid Rock. Is this Billy the Kid or Kid Rock? I don't sit in my room and hide the whole time. I think people know my spirit is real. Billy the Kid. Kid Rock, we've evened everything uh, up. I knew it. I tried. I tried. It's like, I, did you know that I know that you know <laughs> yeah, that I know. Like we said, it gets into the Princess Bride yeah. game a lot. 
Legend of Zelda Fitzgerald. This one, I'm giving you two quotes. One of these quotes, Zelda Fitzgerald said. Uh-huh. The other one, she did not. You have to pick the one that Zelda actually said. Okay. What I want to be is very young always and very irresponsible and to feel that my life is my own to live and be happy and die in my own way to please myself. Number two, I don't know much about being a millionaire, but I bet I would be darling at it. Number one. Correct. The other one is a quote by Dorothy Parker. Last one, fan favorite, my only one that I ever do on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. up in smoke. All right. Is this a barbecue product, a rub, barbecue sauce, yada, yada, yada? Or is this a marijuana strain? Oh, this is a either, neither, both. Or is it both? Holy gospel. Both. It is exclusively a barbecue rub. A very famous barbecue company called Meat Church. Oh, yeah. We sold some Meat Church stuff. And they're very good. We had at the store a limited edition Traeger pellets right. that were Meat Church. Right. Whatever whatever the guy's name's Meat Church signature blend for pellets. Maybe Pittman. Yeah, it was like his his signature. Which is like like the perfect name, Pittman. Pittman. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're in barbecue pits and your last name is Pittman. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy his stuff. I think he is very, very good. And I know he has a, a, a big relationship with Traeger. I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that. And yeah, it has become a big name. And uh, I have always uh, maybe thought that if uh, my current job didn't go so well, I'll just go to Texas and become a pit master. <laughs> and that would be that would be my MIT. That would be my uh, Juilliard. That would be the the place where you would go to to really do it right. So that was three of six. I yes. got a tall order in front of me. We'll see. We did do some focus testing. There were some comments. We made some tweaks, some small adjustments to the lightning round this week. So just a few things. Uh, we're going to start off with a brand new category. This is called The Root of All Evil. Is this a quote from actor Stephen Root playing the character of Jimmy James, eccentric billionaire, on the much underappreciated sitcom news radio? Only as Jimmy James. Stephen Root is only Jimmy James. Stephen Root is an amazing character actor, so if if I have to go all Stephen Root stuff, that's too difficult. Specifically Jimmy James. Just Jimmy James. Or... Or is it Lucifer, the Morning Star, a.k.a. Lord of... Are you saying Trump? No, no, Satan, the devil, as played by Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. Okay, thank you. You had to give me that extra <laughs> thing. I got, because the millionaire thing, then you use all these, like, really oh, pejorative... Like you, yeah, that you were going to, there. No, no but, I, I literally um, mean Al Pacino playing the devil. Okay, Al Pacino literally playing the devil in... Which is interesting, because they're both really good character actors, and they're both playing this very specific role. Yes. I have pretty intimate knowledge of both of these things, so well, I hope you're well. prepared. They were decisions, and that's your job. No, the only error I see is that you're letting your people push you around and make you second-guess Jimmy your decisions. Yes, correct. We have another new category. This one is called Ratafui. Please spell it. R-A-T-A-P-H-O-E-Y. Like P-H- Fui. And I think you'll see why. But wouldn't it just be P-H-E-W-Y? Few P-H-E-W. You'll understand in a second, because I'm going to ask you whether a phrase is a real French dish or not. To make matters easy, I have it written down, and you're going to be able to look at it so I don't have to spell this entire phrase. Okay. Because, of course, the phrase 
is in French. Because if it's not a French dish, it will be some nonsense that I put in to Google Translate. I will say this. Here's the real challenge of it. If you can guess whether it's the French dish or just some non... You don't have to figure out what it says. You don't have to translate it. You just have to recognize whether it's an actual dish or not. Uh, from the Wikipedia's main page on French cooking of common sure. French dishes, you get a point. But if you correct my pronunciation, you lose two points. Okay. But I'm going to try my best. The phrase is chat pour de malheur. It's a French dish. Really? I believe so. No. <laughs> it is what Google Translate thought would be Oh, the wait, best. wait. Was this... Oh, I didn't understand the game. Yeah, what did you think? I didn't understand that... This was something that you put into Google Translate a random phrase yes. in French? No, 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 no. That's all, all French words. Yes. Do you want to know what that means in French? I will tell you what that means in French. Okay, okay. Yeah. So okay, the, yeah. the... I'll give you the point. You the porter, porter, like the, the gatekeeper cat of malheur is like... Bonner is like happiness. Malheur is like sadness or like bad humor, I guess is a good way of saying it. Correct. It's how Google Translate handled the term Doombringer Cats. Doombringer Cats, yes. Doombringer yeah, yeah. Cats. The, the gatekeeper cats uh, of sadness yes. is literally what that means. What that would translate to, but yeah. That, but I, that's why I said I didn't understand what saying. I thought you were just saying, like, I either invented a dish or this is an actual French dish. And to me, you could have someone make a recipe that is the cat bringers of doom oh. you know what i mean like when i looked at that i was like yeah i guess um you know yeah. <laughs> people call things weird shit all the time moons yeah. over my hammy no, that's, <laughs> how that's does why... that make any sense <laughs> okay okay you have to supply me ingredients you can do this little game but you have to give some possible ingredients in the dish that's gonna give me a guiding point you know, because uh, against the sentence, it, yeah, whatever's going on within that phrasing that's going uh, on. If if it's like okay, chapeau de Muller and it's got like coffee or something like that in it. It's okay, coffee, cats. Like I, the, the, there's a little bit, especially in French culture. There's like a famous Toulouse de Lautrec thing. But anyways, I, I'd be able to follow a line. So wait, I did get a point for that. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the point. Okay. <laughs> Up next, we have another new category. So uh, I'm two, the two for three. You're three for three. Question four. We have another new category. Oh, shit, dude. This one is called Geeks v. Greeks. I have a name, and it's either the name of a character from Greek antiquity. Fictional, I think, most. Okay. What the fuck is going on? Go ahead. Let's hear the question. The question is, is it an esports name from a list of top players or a character from Greek mythology and literature? And obviously translated. So uh, from the Greek and or. Right, right. And or You're not going to use the Greek pronunciation. speak. Thanatos. Thanatos, I believe, is a Greek Correct. person. Thanatos was the god of death, held the position of god of death before the Titans uh, took over. So he would have been Hades. This is 
predecessor's predecessor. There's a really great bit in Euripides where Costantos still kind of had that general personification. Mm. Apollo was trying to prevent Admetus from dying because he had a debt. And the very beginning scene is death and Apollo meeting up. And death is like, you know, it's just what's supposed to happen. You know, yeah. it's just being a bureaucrat. And, you know, there's this back and forth. And then Apollo says something where it's like kind of like um, word trickery, trying to like, you know, move things around uh -huh. in a circle. And death goes up to him and goes, what are you, a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we do have one more new category. Okay. Actually, no. I'm I'm going to have a little break right now. All right. And we're going to have a little conversation outside. All right. Okay, I felt like there was too many softballs. We, we've sorted some things out. We, we've solved some things that maybe happened in previous episodes. Gonna make make a... But he's given... He, well, I, I felt like he was uh, one arm behind the back fighting. And he's, he's putting both his dukes up right now. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna DQ the f one. Three more questions? Three. We'll get ready for a little blast of everybody's favorite ever. It's a triple shot of anime or may not. Oof. All right, first up, Hyperdimension Neptunia. Anime. Congratulations, you won. Let's see how you would... Do you yeah, want to find out how hear, you I want to hear the other two. You want to hear the other two? All right, how about this one? Necros Ocean Adamant Souls. May not. Correct. And finally... Have sword will travel the multiverse. Anime. No. Ah. That one I made up. That's a good fucking title. Yeah. That is uh, a really TM, good title. Damn uh, on that. that it FYI. is. Yeah. That, 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 is, that is volatile that is as a, shit. That is a strong uh, little R in the circle for gadzooksanerd.com. God damn, that uh, is. That will be coming soon to uh, one of our one of our mini pages there. Is there one that already is like uh, have sword will travel? There's a Western called Have Gun Will Travel. Okay. But That's not a half sword will travel. Not, uh, uh, not that I saw, no. Okay. Not that I found. Interesting. Um, I know that I got that one, but don't I still have two questions? I want your fastballs, motherfucker. That was it. That was three questions. Uh, I thought that was like one. That was number four put into three categories. And then I still had five and six. Uh, do you want to do it that way? Yeah, why not? So the last one I had. Is this still going to be like a two out of three situation? Like I got I got a bat above 500. Okay, here. Do you want me to throw a real curveball your way? Sure. This was Art of Crafts. I was going to ask you to tell me whether this is a character from Warcraft or Minecraft. And we'll do the same thing. See if you can get two out of three. But here's the character. Here's the curveball. If it's a Warcraft character, I want you to tell me who they are. All right, here we go. If it's a Minecraft, you don't have to tell me because I couldn't actually find information on, on what these names are. Do you have a whole year's list of this? I have 64 questions for each of these new categories. Why don't you go and pick some of the Warcraft ones and we do like, if I can get three out of five All right. of those, then I won. Who is Ner'zhul? I feel like that's the... I feel like it's a dragon from the desert area. It's the Warlord of the Shadow Moon Clan. A troll? Just says Warlord of the Shadow Moon Clan. Who is Sylvanas Windrunner? There's Lady Sylvanas. She's the queen of the undead. She was originally a night elf. And I think, yeah, her name was Sylvanas Windrunner. So she is the current, well, current, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up on you the are correct. threads very Sylvanas, long. Sylvanas Windrunner last time I is the Banshee Queen. Can you tell me who Gelbin 
Mechatork is. Galvin Mechatork is actually the king of the god of the uh, not the goblins, the gnomes. It wasn't until later on actually that he got his own little area because he had to be in iron forge with the dwarves before mm -hmm. that because their whole city was supposed to be lost but especially the mecha torque and stuff like that it's always gnome stuff that is their deals they're engineers and no and uh, little 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 creators over there the gnomes yep. You are correct. He's the high tinkerer in exile of Gnomeregan. But I think by this time they've actually given him his own yeah, kingdom by the, back. Yeah, this is yeah. I, this was off of a list. I don't know when it was last updated. Right. Yeah, it was on it was on like a fan wiki thing. All right. Who is Lord the Mar Theron? I think an orc. I besides that, yeah, I don't have a lot of his backstory. Uh, what I wrote down makes no sense. I was hoping you could tell me what it meant. What does it mean? What does it mean? Let's find out. Is he an orc? What'd you write down? I'm so curious now. What I had written down for him, I just knew that he was the regent lord of the Quelthalus. Oh, shit. He's blood elf. He is a blood elf. Blood elf. Okay. All right. One last chance. Now, this one is more of like an honorific. Not the name. I have the name, and then the, what I have as like after the name is like an honorific. It's not necessarily like a title like king or lord. You'll see. Vindicator Marad. What do they call that person? The Marauder. <laughs> well, no. Uh, Who bonus is he? point. Bonus point, though. He is a very particular type of humanoid. Which one? A very particular type of humanoid. He's not just human. Human. He's like got like another. For you to understand it, Death Knight doesn't matter, or should it? All right. Bonus. Bonus point. What color is his skin? Gray. Yes. Was he a Death Knight? Uh, it says he's a Draenei. Oh. Dude, that's totally different than what I'm talking about. So I got it totally wrong. I'm outing myself here. <laughs> Even though you're ready to give me points, I'm All like, right. oh, no, 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 no. I was thinking of something totally different. Do not give me any points. Let's do the same thing with the Greeks. Okay. I'll give you the name. Can you tell me who this person is in Greek mythology? Okay. It's the name of uh, one of uh, Saturn's moons. Who is Ganymede? So I believe Ganymede is actually one of the really old gods. Like, was born from Gaia and Uranus. And I think Ganymede... Well, it's Ganymede isn't like a particular... It's like a place thing. It isn't a necessarily like I'm in charge of these parts of life kind of thing. And the area I'm not I'm not really for sure about. But like an old god connected to Gaia and Uranus, like a pre-Titan final answer. No. Ganymede is a divine hero from Troy. Homer described him as the most beautiful of mortals, and he was abducted by the gods to serve as Zeus's cupbearer in Olympus. All right. Do you know who is Antilochus? Without any kind of point of context, I, I don't have any kind of confidence with that name. He appears in the Odyssey. I'll, I'll give you a hint. We're looking for, he is known as someone's kid. Pops is more famous than him. Was that one of Menelaus' kids? Nestor's. Nestor's kids. See if you can get this. Demodocus. And you're free to crack my pronunciation. Demodocus. Yes. He's an ancillary motherfucker from the Iliad. I know he fought in the Trojan War. He's a blind singer in the Odyssey. So that's the lightning round. <laughs> Thank you.
Welcome back. The domain name for Master of This Domain is... So we got a theme. Have you figured out what it is? It's last week we had Honky Motherfucker. Are you dying to find out? We're on episode two. So Honky, I'm hoping... We, we, we had long discussions about the words motherfucker. Yeah. Is Honky the th- common thread? Honky is the common thread. Thank you. So I couldn't decide, so I'll let you decide. I have two options. I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go with full tilt honky or full throttle honky. Now I will say... Both of them are like auto shop shit, man. There is a country band called Full Tilt and a country music venue called Full Throttle uh, that have a presence on the web, but not... not but they don't honky. include honky. They don't include the honky. So, okay. But they are country music establishment-based uh, things. So I feel like the more fun one will be Full Tilt Honky. I feel like Full Throttle Honky, you're going to get... You're painting yourself into a corner and it's going to be like all fucking NASCAR-y stuff. Right. You know? But Full Tilt Honky, I feel like you get into... A little bit more metasphere there. There's going to be any expectations. You can go full tilt honky. And frankly, full tilt honky is... Not just a place, a state of mind. It's the most fucking like redneck country honky fucking hillbilly shit possible. Actually, I I would have a, a suggestion for hilt, full tilt honky. I saw this YouTube video where... The tire had gotten off the bead, so they filled it with a bunch of gas and fucking lit a flame. A bunch of flammable gas and lit a flame, and it all, like, popped out, like, really big. And it was, like, it was impressive. It totally did the job. But, yeah, that's that's full tilt honky. That's fucking just some crazy redneck fucking hillbilly bullshit that just works <laughs> and you just fucking like you're you're impressed by it right full tilt honky so it'd be like uh like all it's all the oaky life hacks kind of like back in the be. hills people could like be. homesteading people they're like no no here's here's how you do this and you're like there's no fucking way you're gonna do that and it's like oh that worked holy shit yeah yeah i think full tilt it's just one of those things where it's like I would never think they'd be able to do it, but those fucking poor ass honkies. And yeah, it's definitely like there's no one making over 50K a year mm. here. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you gotta be scraping fucking pennies kind of shit. Like, there's no, on my yacht, I need to do this to make things work. No, no, no. It's a uh, honky's gonna be definitely like white trash. Mm-hmm. Poor white people. Just like all poor people, there's some fucking ingenious shit people come up with. Having that all featured, that would be my full tilt honky. It's hard because it's almost like within that vision, like honky isn't the right word. Like you want to even have it be, you know, like white trash, full tilt white trash or something like that. You know, you, you want to be cracker. Real Southern Cracker. <laughs> Full Tilt Honky is pretty good, though. That's kind of where I want to see it. I think kind of where it would actually end up if this was like a real business. It would be more of like Full Tilt Honky would be more of like lower middle class endeavors and shit like that. Like Full Tilt Honky would be like, you know, people rolling rock climbers up in, you know, shit like that. Or people having jet skis and going fucking crazy on them. Or people, you know, this kind of stuff where it's like, it's a very white people 
kind of shit. You know? mm. I think like uh, like this is as white as it gets right here. Yeah, yeah. Like this I, is this yeah. is this is you can't get any whiter than this example I'm giving you right here. That it would be that stuff. Yeah, it's something like things are so hard because at my lake house, like I can't dock my boat properly. <laughs> God, but then there's a point of privilege there that I don't necessarily want to be a part of it. I don't know. What do you think? If you're going to that level of like, oh, yeah, you know, I can't dock my my boat at my private lake house, then yeah, yeah, that's definitely a... Okay, so yeah, it's not even that. It's like um, what most country music aspires to now, Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, like drinking my Jack Daniels hanging on a swing, a river swing, you know? It's like that kind of vibe. A flawless Travis Tritt impression. Because I feel like they have that potential of the full throttle thing, you know, Mm -hmm. just like being, oh shit, there's a brilliant sound clip that the Workaholics podcast does. I'm still gonna send it. <laughs> so this is all pretty full tilt honky, right? So the sound clip they isolate that they love so much is I'm still gonna send it. <laughs> And I think that became a viral thing. But yeah, that's full tilt honky right there. That's just like, yeah, snowmobiles and fucking wave runners and fucking just going into stupid shit like mm-hmm. rock climbers, all this kind of shit. You mm-hmm. know, that that's the full tilt honky. That's- You're talking about rock climbers, a vehicle, not like. Yeah, no, 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 not people. They're yeah. Four by fours that are climbing rocks yeah, and eight. Yeah, it's like. Or a, ATVs, I'm sorry. Right. Or, or did you have more of an affinity for full throttle honking? No, I think for full tilt, it gives you more leeway. Right. You're at full throttle. It's, you almost kind of got to like work hard against turning into just like it's NASCAR. Right. It's a NASCAR themed thing. You can definitely do more with full tilt honking. Yeah. Honky. And full tilt hockey. And full tilt field hockey. That just means you live in a really hilly I know. Area. I, I thought there was another shoe that was going to drop. <laughs> that, that's just how the schools in San Francisco play it. Nice. It's full, it's full tilt field hockey. Cause right. Yeah. It's a visual pun, but the you know they, you're they're on the side on of a hill. Lombard Avenue. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> their playing field is almost more vertical than horizontal. It's like MC Escher field hockey. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the full tilt full tilt hockey is a better one. And and um, no better ideas. Nothing to build on. Well, I had a couple things that kind of kicked around. Would you like to share with the group? Okay, I do feel like sometimes these start to turn into just, like, less website and more TV show. Can it be both? Well, YouTube channel. I kind of pictured almost like a reality TV kind of scenario. And maybe this is why how it would be a website. It'd be paired with, like, Masterclass type thing, like a type setup. It'd be, like, half reality TV series thing, web series. It would be half uh, Masterclass thing where you take someone who is very much not in any way a honky and introduce them and give them like the crash course take an expert in a kind of like honky field and take someone who's very not honky 
and give them like the crash course in it. And then people could like actually go to the website on the website. We'd have all, like all the lessons. Like, for example, we we're talking earlier about Matt Pittman. You take someone who knows like nothing, someone who's like a novice. No, I was going to say, do you take someone Expert. who's like the opposite? Take someone who's like, oh, I'm, you know, highly skilled at French cuisine, you know, fine, you know, five star French cuisine. And you'd be like, OK, we're going to give you the crash course in Texas barbecue. You take someone who's an actual polo player, like not water polo 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 where like they're on the fucking horse with the mallets and you'd be like all right you're a, you're a very you're skilled going in NASCAR. bull riding oh shit oh i i just had a thought too of um moonshiners and like wine makers yeah. wine makers and you have like we're gonna show you how you make how you make you make your whiskey that's pretty fucking um, brilliant you uh a crash course in white treasury I love it. Not necessarily what you're things. things. You take people who are very much like. No, but in both of our. And I was going to say, like we talked to Both of our earlier, interpretations, honky means lower class white. It doesn't bit, mean yeah. middle or fucking upper class. Honky is lower class Yeah, we're white. talking about honky. And I think that's the thing. When you're going full tilt honky, that's like where you're going to end. Yeah, gonna I go. think you can say full tilt. Because like, yeah. no one wants to go full tilt honky the other direction because then it's just like you're talking about like dudes with their monocles going like, well, I attended well, the ball. Yeah, the other you know? thing and you're like, fuck this. Fuck it's much guys. less sympathetic. Like, you yeah. want to hear about a fucking poor white person. You don't want to hear about a fucking upper class white person. Yeah, you're like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. But some you know dude you know where you're like oh that's kind of cool like, no but, but the, uh, the, monster trucks take a take a like um formula, formula one. one driver and be like we're gonna give you a crash course yeah. in how to drive a monster no, truck kind of thing and then like i said you pair that with like the master class idea so it's like you've actually got like little things and this person has done it where people can kind of like watch this and actually kind of get an idea for themselves obviously some of them they couldn't practice themselves like not everyone's got a mass monster truck um, you know but like a person could go to this website and watch this series of videos where the wine person is and could and then there'd be like ancillary information and stuff so that the person could actually learn to do the moonshine the person you know could actually learn to do the uh the texas barbecue from this you know you know what's funny is that it, what i'm hearing from your idea which i like so much better is that like there's a celebration of the honky yeah. We need to celebrate the honky. The honky deserves fucking flowers just as much as anybody else. You know what I mean? You yeah. said you had a couple ideas. Is that the the only one? Or that, was the, one else? that was the only really fleshed out one I had. Okay. The other thing, what was the other thing? Oh, the, I think I had something for... So, full tilt honky, I picture you're taking someone who's a novice in the honky aspect of things in... And taking them full tilt. So for the example, the French cook, it's not just like, oh, we're going to, he's going to kind of like hang out and we're going to show him a little bit about barbecue. It's like, no, Matt Pittman's going to be like, I'm going to teach you everything I know. You know, like we're going full tilt honky into this. We are going to pull out all the stops. Full throttle honky. Now I'm picturing it the opposite way. So it would be taking things that are very much not in that kind of category and like, bringing the honky into it oh. so you'd have two you get like so you're getting matt Pittman to be the five michelin star restaurant chef a little bit yes kind of like that take the wine one the other way or you take like an artisanal beer guy and you have the honkies build to his specifications something he can make his artisanal beer in out of like old farm parts like shit they scavenge oh, can scavenge off a farm so there's almost like a queer eye for the straight guy kind of feel it's, it's yeah, we're gonna, yeah, yeah. This up. we're gonna honky this up we're gonna get our, our best honkies out here yeah and they're gonna we're gonna get some full I like honky. that we're gonna, we're I like that up. 
Yeah, I do like though as well the idea of the the other way around the Matt well. Pittman Michelin star yeah. reversal kind of stuff, and I, I kind of like it both ways. Yeah. I know you do. I think both have their merits. And so I think that, especially running under the assumption that there would be a master company that would have both domains. Mm -hmm. And so these would be like sister website kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Sister wife websites. There you go. I think that that's the best way to do it. I like it. All right. Good. Run it. Run it. Soup's on. This one's a little bit of a, a doozy as well. So we're doing the tight five. We're doing a tight five. I have another joke and maybe it's a joke. I, I'm feeling a lot less confidence because my last little tight five thrown out there maybe wasn't as great as it should be. Maybe this is more of an opinion than a joke. I heard the other day this thing where like there's people who throw out these statistics and I'm sure it has some solid science behind it. But it's like a pet owner rivalry kind of thing. And it's like really fucking obvious where it's like, oh, well, you know, dogs will wait five to seven days in a house where the human has died in order to eat them. And then they start with the hands. But a cat will only wait three days and it eats the face first. It's supposed to be this proof of like cats are so much worse than dogs. And, you know, we've talked on this podcast before about our opinions of pets. And maybe I'm a little bit more biased towards the cats, but I like dogs as well. And I see this whole argument as like a dog owner propaganda against the cats. It's a smear campaign. They're trying to be like, oh, well, cats don't really love you because they wait less time and they go for your face first. But that's not how I see it at all. Like, I see it as that the cats are the fucking smart ones. So look at it this way. Like, three days they wait. Dude, after day two, this is the longest nap ever. This guy ain't coming back. <laughs> like, they figured that shit out fucking on the quick. I'm waiting five days until you realize this motherfucker ain't coming back. You're fucking dumb. Number two, eating the face bit. What, are you gonna leave it for fucking last? Like, if it's true that pets love us back, that they can really feel anything by our presence, by our face, by our fucking existence, why would you want to prolong that presence when you're eating that motherfucker? Like... When the face is gone, it's all just meat after that. You know, that's the hard part. Would you want to be eating a drumstick and having the chicken that you're eating just fucking looking you like a painting that's eyes are following you everywhere you go. I mean, here in America, we can't even fucking keep a fish head on. And those fucking cats get that shit done. They fucking finish up with that and move on. And I respect it, dude. That's efficiency. That's my, my, that's my type five joke. All right. I think it's funny. I think there's a funny bit there. And again, it's kind of a, a biasing because I think I'm more of a cat person. These people have these loyalties to dogs. That is not how I should be talking about it right now. <laughs> Do not fuck with dog owners. <laughs> also, I guess I, I didn't explain it well within the joke, but like, I do love the, just like whatever bullshit you have against cats. It's like, they fucking don't give a fuck and they just go for it. Like, 
they are pinpoint precision. It's almost like the Germans. Like, you kind of respect it. Like, you know, it's a terrible, horrifying quality. But it's like, hey, I get it. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> they have a... Shouldn't keep talking. <laughs> Maybe that's my big punchline in the joke. Shouldn't keep talking. <laughs> Just keep on making it worse and worse sounding for myself. But maybe something's there for somebody. That one's more of a joke than the first one you tried, yes. Yeah. Like when you go into the thing about the drum, you don't want to stare the chicken in the face while you eat the drumstick. Right. Like, no, that's got to go. That that's like yeah that like you're like okay yes we are telling we're doing stand up here. I think the image for me is like watches you like a painting mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I I think that's uh, the ultimate. Like it's, it's not only that like the eyes are there, but you're being watched. That wherever you move, it follows. You know, and uh, it's like I don't think I express it very well, but like I respect the rationale. Compared to the dogs, like it's one of those things where it's like you're you're putting a fucking horrifying traumatic situation uh-huh. in the first place. But to me, it isn't a fucking feather in the cap that the dog goes after the fingers first. The cat has it right, <laughs> and it's that fucked up perception where like people are using that as an argument where oh this is why cats are fucked up and you should have a dog instead of a cat. So that's the main bullet points <laughs> from that joke. <laughs> Again, I also didn't know that was really like a thing that was big, I guess, in the dog owning I just heard it. Like, I, just, I, just, I just heard it as a thing. Yeah. So I feel like there is, though, a natural weird schism between the cat owners and the dog owners. And I know there's a lot of overlap and all that kind of stuff. But, like, you definitely, it's, it's one of those funny things where, like, you're a cat person, you're a dog person. Like, the, there's... It's definitely like Beatles Elvis kind of shit. You can love both of them, but no one loves them equally. Like you're one person or the other. I would say that you're a dog person. Do you think you're a cat person? I have both. I have two dogs and two cats. That's not what I said. You can be one or the other. You can love both. Mm-hmm. Beatles, Elvis. You can love both, but you're always one more than the other. You're always, uh, I do like that one a little bit. And I'll speak freely, and I'm in the minority, I think, this one. I think I'm a little bit more of a cat person. I think I like the cat vibe. I like that they will eat my face off first. (laughs) That's a selling point to me. I noticed. And I think that at your heart, you like the dog vibe. Am I mistaken, though? Personally, I don't don't agree with your premise in the beginning. You have to choose. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think that, that you place. have to choose an alien came down here said we're gonna blow up one of these two species you have to choose which one gets to survive well in that scenario and they said species yes I'd have to go with the cats because we would still have you could possibly domesticate wolves and foxes and you know especially we know foxes can be domesticated and um, sometimes people even like kind of also sort of domesticate wolves but if we got rid of cats house cats there's no like and that like the next thing is like well then i guess you'd have to try and try and house train a puma like an ocelot which sounds awesome but good luck with that shit why don't we hit up a joiner and get to the list finally soup's on people Expecting. Then she hit me back. She 
freaking to crack me. I got a nosebleed. She was angry. She wanted more. Welcome back. We are on our second choice in the list. Last week we had what I call premium HBO as my first choice in Oklahoma. Your first choice was sports, like ESPN. ESPN. So for my second pick, and I don't really know how to describe this very well, but so I want to see a new show. I want to see, I don't want it to be pro Jedi. I want to actually have like a counterpoint because I think there's some things about the Jedi that like is ripe for investigative journalism. You know, like I said, news, like real journalism kind of stuff. Like something closer to Vice News Tonight or something like that. Democracy Now is another name that, that I think that's kind of the sort of vibe. Like, I don't want it to be pro-imperial, but I want them to be very critical of, like, some of the practices the Jedi are doing. And I think that... That like far, far left vibe. It's like the Jedi's are Biden, right? And so the people listening to this would be like the ones that listen to the squad, you know, the the AOC followers and stuff like that. You're like far enough where it's like, no, 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 we need to go even more. You need to look into your own shit and your own party. Like you, this, there's all this stuff behind it. And like, I feel like there's some breadcrumbs with the Kwaijan Count Dooku dynamic within the like series, because like both of them, like there was a natural skepticism for the rules. Like Kwaijan saying, no, I'm going to take in Anakin. And I think Count Dooku as well. There's some interesting stuff in that story. I would like to see like a, you know, Vice News tonight interpretation of like what all that meant with him being taken in late and how is that late like there's a lot of stuff particularly so it's alluded to in the end of rise of skywalker that was the last one right when ray has the yellow lightsaber right she's a scout she's going from planet to planet looking for other force sensitive kids so her as a rogue in, you know, just trying to find these other beings, that's kind of sweet and endearing. That's kind of cool. She's going to be going trying to help sort other people out who right. can feel the force. If it's an institution, though, the way the Jedis were just a couple generations ago, you're going to distant planets and stealing their three-year-olds? Like, Anakin was, what, eight? And he was too old. Nine. Nine. We actually looked it up because we were we were watching yeah. Obi Wan last night and we, we 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 actually were checking on the ages. They're taking as young as three though. Those scouts. That's the thing. Like, there's some problematic stuff there. Like, if if he's already he's a nine year old, he's already too old for the training. There is some circumstances where like you're just taking away my child. He doesn't know if he wants to do that. Like you are taking him away before he's old enough to actually have that demonstration that this is where he wants to be, you know? And he's taking away from a loving mother and father. That is problematic and shit. Like there is some serious trauma and therapy that has to be done. So that's fu something fucked up that they should probably investigate. <laughs> I can't remember who mentioned this as well, though. Like, someone had a, 
interesting bit about the fact that like all the Jedi's are supposed to have celibacy, right? They don't get in relationships. They don't bang. But the first time that Anakin actually has another kid, he gets two for two, like best Jedi's ever. Like there is a hereditary thing there. You know, he has twins and they're two fucking amazing Jedi's like, and then also Ray is further proof because she like, it is a hereditary thing. Like, why would you not? It's like you have the Olympic village here, you know, of hot bodies and people who have been fucking like just working on every sculpted movement they have. And then you say none of you can have sex. And then the only time you do let one of them have sex, he gets two for two fucking amazing Jedi force users. That's a terrible system. You should have them all banging and getting great little Jedi fucking force users, you know? I did feel like I wanted to have it get, because we talk about like shows. This isn't just like a one bit kind of thing. This uh -huh. is an entire network. So you have to have different shows. I definitely think like a, I'm interested by the idea of like a John Oliver kind of thing too, where there's like satire thrown in, but also like famously he pokes fun at himself about the fact of like, you know, he talks about like code and all these boring things that shouldn't be sexy at all, you know, but are very, very important. Just having like a satire episodes about spice trade stuff in like all these kind of like the undercurrent of like how even the republic themselves isn't immune to getting into spice trade or getting into like all these kind of things like the jedi are funded by the republic and if the republic are bad dealers then they're kind of bad dealers too you know like it almost says it kind of sounds weird to say purity test but like you know accountability should be key even if you think your side's winning even if you're on the right side <laughs> accountability should be the whole point in the first place and all of the um fucked up shit about the jedi and all the stuff there and i i would kind of uh get enjoyment out of a whole channel that would do those kind of deep dives into all the weird stuff and the um in the child kidnapping and <laughs> i don't know how else I can talk about it so why don't we take a moment okay so we're back so channel surfing in a far, far galaxy, long, long ago. <laughs> what do you got for us? Where are you channel surfing? I went with history. Mm. History channel. This is going to be our informative episode, I guess. What? Our informative episode. I went, like, political. <laughs> yeah, I, like I went news and you went history channel. Yeah. Oh, good question. Is Palpatine deified the same way in the history channel that Hitler was? We talked about we in the last week about when this would these would be kind of be in universe timeline wise. Mando. Yeah, um, and I think that's like that's a little too soon. Like that 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 wasn't going to happen in nineteen you know forty nine. How did the Mando thing give you an argument for that? The Emperor 
Emperor is too soon in Mando. The Emperor has just died, at least as far as everybody knows, so depending on how you want to consider the cloning and stuff. We won't get into that shit. But yeah. in Mando's timeline, it's, like, dead. It's, a, it's only a year or two, I think, you know, after the Battle of Endor. So it's like, you know, they weren't doing stuff like they're doing with the History Channel now, like, ooh, let's really get into the psychology of Hitler and or whatever, you know, like, like no one was going to do that. It was still too fresh a wound in, like, 1950. I'm saying... You asked... It's, no, you, it's you still asked, too fresh a wound, but at the same extent, like, the because by the time that he's gone, there's been a whole generation that the Jedi aren't there. So, like... That's not ideal, right? I mean, I don't... It's it's just what the actual in-universe timeline of events is? No, but we're trying to get to a very specific timeline, right? We we are... We're in Mando time. Yeah. The um, Empire is lost. It's on, on the ropes. Yes. And the Republic is trying to establish itself. Mm. Focused on the Emperor. The correlation, the Hitler channel... Was what History Channel was dubbed for some cheap laughs. Yes. I laughed with them, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, You would want to have a very... Would it be pro... It it would be mostly about uh, Jedi? No, it would be about... Like, all kinds of history. All kinds of history. All kinds of history. One thing you could do, you could have, like, a whole series that's, you know, about droids. You know, the history of droids, the development of droids. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. It'd be, like, kind of, um, I guess, a little more reality TV, right? Well, I'm just saying, you're not, this isn't, like, you're following the life of a droid, getting to the head of a droid, like, it's reality TV-ish, right? It's, yeah, like, documentary yeah. stuff. You know, you've, you've got footage of droids, you've got talking heads who are experts, you know. I know reality TV has, like, a bad tinge in the mouth, but, like, that's what this is, kind of technically. Well, technically, <laughs> yeah. anything that's not scripted is reality yeah, TV. Yeah, you know? exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. This is, like, reality TV is not scripted. You're just doing... You're, you're just showing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? It works, in my opinion, a lot better than being reality, reality TV. Mm-hmm. Right? The shows. Mm-hmm. What interests you the most about having a, like, history-based... Like, what's the history in particular? And... The thing is, Jedi is probably the norm answer, yes. Like, Jedi is totally the right answer in so many ways. Right. But is that what you're interested in, or what do you want to actually add with the history part of it? Uh, I was thinking, like I said, you could do droids. Yeah. I was thinking you could do, like, the Force. Like, not Jedi's, but the Force itself. Right. And then I was thinking it'd be an interesting way to approach, rather than getting into, like, the science of, like, how their ships work. Like, how does the, how do they fly in space? Right. You know, and giving our, like, oh, here's our sci-fi jargon where it's, like, they reverse the tachyon beam of the protons. I was, like, what if you did a history channel thing, like, series about space flight in the Star Wars universe that would be, like, the, the equivalent of, like, Ken Burns doing a documentary where he, like, starts with the Wright brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. History, and it's history of, flight. of flight and the development of of human flight. Might want to save that for your PBS one. Oh, I have other things for the PBS okay. one. Okay. Wow. Okay. 
No, no, no. Um, wherever you want it, <laughs> that's where I'll put it. <laughs> it. Sounds like a phallus going into orifices mm-hmm. on human bodies. Mean you only have two? Some people have three, and they can't get good protection at this point. So, <laughs> okay. the The focus of the history would be centered where because there's a lot of history you could throw around like mm-hmm. do you want to have it in the heyday of the jedi like when anakin is a teenager uh, you said it would be when, when the, the history the history like well, well like then it would be anything before mandalorian it could be anything before mandalorian anything correct? before mandalorian would take that would qualify as history, yes. 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 So that's the one you want to focus on in particular, or what is, what is the history channel for you in that realm, like in that cosmic Star Wars-y realm? Like, do you want it to be telling all those old stories from that generation? Do you want to go further back? Because like we said, we have beings that live thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of years. So like, what is what is old? What is worth being history? Right. I because mean, you're getting a lot of different aliens from different planets. Right, I get you. Um, yeah, no, I, I what mean, is what, what, what should history be defined as? Like, where where should it lie? Um... No, I mean, yeah, it's it's a good point. I, it doesn't really work. History's a big fucking thing, a big mm-hmm. subject. You know, like, you could be talking about the Old Republic. You could be talking about the first Jedis. You could be talking about a lot of shit. This is the part of that universe that I want to be listening to. Denied. Okay, well, welcome back. Oklahoma, why don't you give us a second of legal before we get out of here? The Nerd Obscurial Podcast is a Gadzooks and Nerd production. That's Gadzooks, G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S. Find us on the web at gadzooksandnerd.com slash meow. Yes, meow. M-E-O-W. If you like the music, you can find more at gadzooksandnerd.com slash fields. That's fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast and its contents are, except for the steal this joke joke, the wholly owned and copyrighted property of Gadzooks and Nerd. So don't go stealing any of it, except, of course, for the steal this joke joke, or we'll have to sick big pretzel on you. Any works, products, concepts, or otherwise intellectual property not owned by Gadzooks and Nerd, mentioned or discussed in the Nerd Obscurial podcast, are done so under fair use for the purposes of commentary, critique, and obviously comedy. So please don't sue us, because we can't actually sick big pretzel on anyone. The views, ideas, opinions, and beliefs expressed in the Nerd Obscurial podcast are solely those of its creator and your esteemed host, Eric the Troubadour, and do not represent the views, opinions, or beliefs of any individual or entity named, referenced, or alluded to in this podcast, including but not limited to Princess Zelda, Leonard Nimoy, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and its parent companies, The Buggles, me, the Oklahoma Kid, NASCAR and its parent companies, John Oliver, Matt Pittman, my wife and her parent companies, the great state of Oklahoma, and of course, all cats everywhere on the internet. Hail Cthulhu. Thank you, Oklahoma. Thank you, anyone who's listening to this. I've had so much where I don't need to uh, be saying things, and it should all be probably cut. And put aside and have a more sober tongues prevail but i'll say this <laughs> i laugh so much doing this i have a good time i research things that 
I should not have under my browser history things that I'm surprised I'm not on an FBI list for. It's something that I take for granted. And I have so many things in my life like this. Something I take for granted that I have the pleasure to be able to do. And I never want to feel like I am unappreciative for the things I get to do in my time, for the life I get to have, for the ability just to fuck around with my friend and do a podcast and get drunk and be happy and do the stuff that we're doing right now. I hope that you have something in your life that can bring you joy like that. I hope that there's something in your life that makes you happy and makes you just want to keep going. I hope that we all have multiple things in our life that scratch that itch. And I guess that that was always the origin behind this thing in the first place, was to celebrate those things in our life that scratch that itch, whatever it may be. So keep diving and keep scratching, and we're going to keep doing the same. And we'll keep seeing you on the path. Thank you all.